afternoon, everybody. Happy, happy Sunday. Welcome to the Out of Bounds podcast. Myself, I am B- BJ. I got Jim with me. What's going on, Jim? Hey, not much. How's you doing? Good, man. KG, what's going on, KG? Nothing much, brother. Just enjoying the time that we get to spend together here. Absolutely, man. We're going to dive into it. We got some WNBA to talk. Uh, and we, of course, NBA free agency and uh, the NBA Summer League. So let's get into it. Let's get right into uh, the WNBA. I hope I'm saying her name right. Ajaya Jones. Asia. Uh, a- I believe it's Asia. Asia. Uh, okay. Asia Jones from the WNBA uh, basically has some comments about the pay disparity between the WNBA and the NBA players. Uh, with LeBron James signing his four-year, $154 million contract. Um, I don't even know. KG, I'm going to let you start, and I'm going to formulate my thought on this so it comes out clean. Go ahead and lead us off. What you think about that? Well, to in a way, she's not wrong. And only way things are going to change is if you speak up. So I love the simple fact that she spoke up and said what she had to say. Being... I'm not as big of a WNBA fan as I used to be, but to know that these women are only making anywhere from 50000 to 110 Now, by comparison, the starting salary for an NBA player is 560000 Now, granted, we talked about it. The NBA brought in $7.4 billion. Okay. The WNBA brought in $25 million. Now, you break that down, what is that, $2.8 million per team to, you know, pretty much disperse, but they don't have a television deal. They don't have uh, sponsors hitting them like that because they're not on. If you don't promote these things, those salaries will never go up because remember at one point in time, we're all old enough to know the NBA wasn't this – big booming business that it is now. If you remember in the 80s, they used to show the N- the NBA finals on tape delay. And salaries weren't that big, especially in the early 80s. So yeah, you have to start somewhere, but this league is 22 years old. And these women are still being nickel and dime, but but what well, because they can't dump. They're still exciting to watch. I, I love Maya Moore. I, I, especially in the Pepsi commercials where she plays Betty with uh, uh, Uncle Drew. So, you know, I, I love her. Candace Park is another favorite. But it's players that have played this game and have never been paid their proper due. Your, your Tamika Ketchins, your Shimon Augustus. I don't think Diana Taurasi is getting what she needs or what she should get. I mean, she may make money off of endorsements, but I don't think it's enough. Now, I agree with everything you said about the ladies and their playing ability. I don't think anybody questions that at all. Um, it is a different brand of basketball to Washington men, of course. I think the problem here is revenue. Um, I, I just don't think they're pulling enough fans. Well, they, they're not. Let's just, I don't think they're not pulling enough fans. Um, I don't know who's in charge of their marketing. 
Um, because I don't want to say they're doing a poor job, but I would bet money in my wallet that neither one of you could tell me the next time the WNBA game comes on and what channel it comes on. All right. With that being said, I think they need better marketing for sure. And they might need to cut it down from 12 to six teams. They might need to regroup because the Mystics, the local team here, building a 118-square-foot kind of a campus for the Wizards and the, the practice at the, uh, the Capital City Go-Go, which would be the NBA G League team for the Wizards. The Mystics are going to play there. And I believe it's only a 4,200-seat arena. So that tells you that the expectations as far as their attendance isn't there. And that where they're going to put them versus where that Capital One Arena is now, Capital One Arena is downtown. And this is, I mean, you you get off the train, you walk right into the arena if you've never been down to the Capital One Arena in downtown D.C. The new arena that's going to be on the St. Elizabeth's campus, it's a you can walk. It's probably about a good 15-minute walk, 20-minute walk up the hill, depending on how how walk. Um, or you could catch a bus up the hill. But I mean that's a that's a, a big difference from walking out of a stadium, uh, walking out of a metro station right to an arena. So forty two hundred seats versus whatever the Capital One arena holds, because none of the teams are filling up the arenas. I think the revenue is the problem. Like you said, KG, they're bringing in $7.4 billion as far as the NBA to men. And I believe uh, the article I read as of 2016 said that it was $25 million for the WNBA. And if we do just a 12-person roster, 60, let's just, we're, we're averaging out at 67000 a person, that um, times 12 teams – that brings you up to $9.6 million. So they already a chunk into that $25 million just paying those players. You still haven't paid the coaches, the training staff, the equipment, the planes, the hotels. I think it's deeper than this. And then it definitely, the excitement that, that was just building up from 96 when they first really announced it to the opening day, it definitely isn't there now. Jim, what you think? Uh, I'm I'm agree with you. I think it's about marketing at the end of the day. Um, how we gonna draw fans into the WNBA? I I like it. I enjoy watching it when I can watch it. Um, the hard part is trying to catch it on. Hell, most of the time I catch it is because I'm turning the channel and I happen to see a game on. But um, I don't know how much the NBA is willing to put into the WNBA to help them. Um, uh, grow a little bit more or a little bit faster. It, it makes me wonder when they first started. If you said they've been in the league for they've been around for twenty two years, if we divide the first eleven years, how much is the the attendance between the first eleven and the second eleven? You know, did it go up or did it go down? And I bet I bet I bet you money that it went down. And that's what I'm probably thinking because the excitement, the thrill is gone. But I don't know how the thrill is gone because the women, just like the guys, most likely got better as they, as it, throughout the years. Um, 
but it's also the problem of these TV execs wanting to put it on their station. And at the end of the day, it's about ratings and money. If you if you're not in that top rating, that means you ain't making no top money. And and it's the same thing probably for ESPN. You know, they probably put it on at one o'clock in the morning when nobody's watching it, and then they're expecting low ratings. But at, at the end of the day, it's, it's I, I would like them for them for them to make more money, which I have no problem with. But um, you you can't expand the pay gap between the men's and the women. It, it's it's a, it's an entertainment. It's a sports entertainment. It, your draw is just not the same when you start filling the fan the the stadium with. 30,000 people, then of course your revenue goes up. So it's funny because if the NBA made 7.4 billion, all they got to do is take that 4.4 <laughs> and um, help the WNBA out. But then it falls on to, you know, do the owners and, and the league, you know, you, you tampering with their money now. You know, they're not making a bigger profit if you start giving it to the WNBA. But some has to work out marketing, um, get a woman jump man, something, something needs to happen for them to get um, uh, more quality appearances out there. You, you, you know, some it's funny you say that because I'm doing a little bit more research as we're talking, and certain teams have sponsorships, like the Indiana Fever have Finish Line as a sponsor. Uh, Minnesota Lynx, my, uh, Mayo Clinic, Chicago Sky, University of Chicago Medicine. You know, they have certain teams have sponsorship where they wear those patches on their uniforms. I remember uh, the Connecticut Sun used to be uh, uh, sponsored by the casino, the Sun Casino in Connecticut. But, and even the Washington Mystics, an health system, they, they're getting these sponsorships. But with the sponsorship deals, don't tell me that sponsorship deal is included in that $25 million. It's got to be something else. It, but the marketing, whoever – I said it last night when we talked off air. We, we were in our group chat. We could sit down right now, take a week, and say, you know what? This is how we're going to market the WNBA. And I guarantee we could bring more people in. Like, you don't even know when the WNBA All-Star game is. And if they have – you see more WNBA players at the NBA All-Star game than you do at the WNBA All-Star game. That's a problem. Let me give y'all a good – let me give y'all a stat. We're going to throw this stat out here. And this is this was a point I was going to make. The N- WNBA is only, what, 22 years old. So it started in 96 – Right after the summer Olympics, so at at the NBA's when the NBA was twenty six, I'm pretty sure that they they weren't um, making as much fans and money as they were. Now it says that the NBA at twenty one years old at the a at twenty one years of age in 1966 averaged six thousand. 631 fans per game. And of course, they weren't paid anywhere close to what they were making now. So in the 2017, the WNBA is averaging 7,716 fans per game. So I still think it's a young league. 
uh, 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 I don't think it's an option to fold this league because how important it is for the ladies that play, the young women and look, young girls that look up to them. I don't think it's an option for them to fold. The NBA and the WNBA marketing executives, they're going to and create some more hype. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody dunking a basketball. Maybe, like like Jim said, maybe you put a shoe out. Maybe they get with Jordan, and the next Jordan, whatever model supposed to come out, is exclusively a WNBA model just for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? It'd be something that, that hasn't been done before. Like, uh, not not a Jumpman shoe, the actual model. We're, we're, we're already on 32 right now, KG, 32, 33. I believe it is 32. Right, no, so no, 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 it's not 32. Say, it's 33. Get ready to come out. 34, 33. get ready to come out. So let's just say they start hyping now that the AJ34 is going to be exclusively WNBA and W in a different team colorways. I think that would get because you know how many people follow Jordan shoe, shoe, shoes, period. You know what I'm saying? It's still going to be guys to get them too. Just like it was with the Cheryl Swoops. So. I just think it's a lot more, you know, I think that the WNBA is fortunate that it has a big brother called the WNBA. And I think when you comparing LeBron James, which he got a four-year, $154 million contract, I think you can't you can't even compare that because he's going to make a team. They estimated him making the team $65 million, up to, I believe it's around – $65 million a year. So, like Jim said, if you can't produce that, and it's, it's uh, definitely should be paid a little bit more. And let's take in consideration, this is only three months worth of work from May to about the end of August. But they got some time. They, it, I know it's 22 years old. They're still young. It's still room to grow. I, I think they're still trying to they, – their foundation is laid out, but they keep – this, they're not letting the cement dry because they're moving things around. I think one of the teams had moved to three different cities in three seasons. I forgot. I, I forgot. I think is it the Dallas team that moved that much? I don't know what they were. Before. The Dallas Wings. You know what I'm saying. Did I think that was the team that had moved to three different cities in three years? Wow. So I think they're trying trying to get their feet underneath them to figure out what cities are profitable, and you can do that when your big brother's the WNBA. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine not having that support? These teams were full. That, 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 that so, says a lot about that Wings franchise because that was the Detroit Shock to start off. Okay, and, you know, okay. the Detroit Shock, they were one of the most popular teams early on. They had uh, Nancy Lieberman as a coach. And she also – I'm sorry, she played for them. They had Bill Lambie and Rick Mahorn as coaches. You had Detroit Legends as coaches, and they still had to move to Tulsa. That says a lot. And then you get yeah. Nolan Richardson as your coach, and you still wind up having to move to Dallas. Like, that says a lot. You're bringing in legends yeah. from that area, and it's still not working. But Detroit won, if I'm not mistaken, won a title or two in Detroit. How does a championship team move from Detroit to Tulsa? Well, it's definitely some things they got to do to 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 get the league some more hype and some more attention. So, with that being said, we're gonna move on to our next topic. We're gonna get back to 
NBA free agency. Uh, CP3 officially signed with the Rockets. I believe it was four years, 160 mil. Um, it's a couple of things I want to talk about. Zach Levine, um, Sacramento gave him an offer sheet. Chicago matched it. I'm going to let KG dig into that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I know. Kevin Love hasn't moved anywhere yet. It seems like, you know, Cleveland's not in a rush. I, they're they're really, I guess they're pinned between if they're going to tank or if they're going to try to be competitive this season. So I'm going to turn it over to Jim right now because we want to get into the G League. It's a couple players rolling. And I said a couple podcasts ago, watch out for uh, watch out for Knox from um, New York. Watch out for this kid. And he had a dunk fest. I know it's G League, but he had a dunk fest. <laughs> and uh, he looks really, really good. Kevin Knox, he, he looks really good, really agile, quick. And uh, I know it's against G League players, but, hey, that's what you want to see. You want to see your top picks. Uh, another on another level above what they're playing, and I think he's going to translate that real good. Jim, talk to me a little bit about the G League, man. Man, hey, that's the one kid I missed. I w- I wanted to see Kevin. I don't even remember him being drafted, but reading um on the little website when the exec executive said he's the really a effing good kid, good player. So yes, yes, yep. he must have some talent. But, you know, I've been trying to keep up watching a little bit here and there, mainly my Lakers. Trey Young, he was on not too long ago. He might be still on. He looked like he's having a hard time finding his shot, but he's getting some passes through. But, you know, we got to remember, this is all development, man. They just getting started. And uh, it should come in time, you know, and watching my Lakers. They look good last night. Josh Hart led the way, the second-year player out of Villanova. Uh, I remember talking to y'all on a podcast about saying, watch out for uh, Isaac Bonga. He played last night. He had some turnovers. Uh, he had a good steal. He's long. He could dribble. Um, I, my only concern was it was his first game. Uh, he threw a couple of bad passes for turnovers, but, hey, that's going to come and go. Their number one pick, Mo Wagner. He's a nice kid. He got he has energy. He's still in the ball. I mean, this guy, he might be nice, but I think the sleeper might be uh Zvi Maleki. I hope I said his name right. This guy's a shooter. If this guy can shoot, and they talk about LeBron, is that shooter? Is that the is that the guy for the 76ers? No, no, no. He played for the Lakers. Okay, okay. Um Oh, you talk about uh, Namut. The guy had 40 the other night. Yeah. <laughs> right, he lit him up. But last night, the Lakers shut him down. He only had like nine points last night. And uh, he had some bad shots. So he wasn't on, thankfully, for the Lakers. But I think get him some time. He may be nice. I think he might make the roster. But uh, V is from uh, Kansas. And this guy's a shooter, man. He... They might have found him a nice pickup and, and V. So these three picks I'm hoping can make a difference for the um for the Lakers. So I, I've been able to see some of Bagley. Bagley's pretty nice. He's pretty athletic. Uh and, he's and for a big guy. Just just you, you talking about Marvin Bagley? Yeah. And he got hurt the other night. He got hurt yesterday night. 
He's gonna miss um Sunday and doubtful for Tuesday. They doing an MRI. He um some type of hip groin mm. So that's bad news for the Kings. Yeah, I saw that. And so Malik Monk went down with a broken thumb. He's out for the rest of the uh season. Well, at least mm. for the uh, you know, summer league. So, you know, they gotta be careful. And they kind of set Trey Young down the second half. So, you know, at some point, you know, like with the Lakers, Josh, I, I figure he won't play too much longer. He can't chance on people getting injured. Uh, Aiton, I've seen a little bit of. Uh, he seemed to be all right. Nice movement for a big guy. There's like so many players out there, man. Uh, I've been trying to watch some of uh, Troy Brown for the – Troy Brown Jr. for the Wizards. He didn't look too bad today. And they had somebody else on the team. Oh, man. I can't even tell you. So, it's just so many players out there to watch, man. It's kind of – yeah, it's kind of hard to keep up. I'm watching game after game after game. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one that you forget. Now I'm I look at the Chicago Bulls roster for summer league. One, I, one, uh, oh my goodness, that block off the backboard. Yeah, that you know kid. you know what I heard when he said it when he when he blocked. You know what you know what I heard in the back of my head when he pinned it. No soup for you, none. <laughs> He had four of them. I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong. But ah, prove me wrong, Wendell. That's all I'm saying. But like they say, if him and marketing can be on the on the uh backcourt, that would be nasty, man. You got a shooter and a true post player. Man, and man, that that is I, I watched him last night. I think they played last night. And man, this kid, he's not too bad. Like you said, them blocks were nasty though, and he could run. And we got Melo Trimble on on uh, on our roster too, so I'm hoping Melo catches up because I like him. I liked him at Merlin. You know, it's funny they said Melo Trimble's name, and I turned around, started looking like, "Where's he at? Where's he at?" That's the kid from Merlin, and, and I'm happy he made the team because I liked when he was in Merlin also. He, if only reason why he didn't get drafted, he came out too soon. He was listening to somebody else, and you know, when Alex, Alex I said Alex Lynn came out too soon, but Alex Lynn was a lottery pick. I guess he thought he was going to go the same way. It didn't happen. He came out too soon, but maybe this little bit of time away from school and working on his game, he can catch on. I'm hoping he catches on with the Bulls because I think he could be that fire that a team needs. I'm hoping the Bulls need him off the bench. It's going to be great. Is he six foot? Six foot three. Okay. Because also another kid from Learn, uh, Maryland, uh, Jay Layman. I think he's from Maryland. He's with Portland now. This kid was lighting him up today, too, from deep threes. So so Maryland looked like they got some, some decent prospects out here who could potentially make a team. Hmm. Now, staying with the Bulls, staying with the Bulls. KG, what did you think about the contract that the Bulls gave Zach Levine? I told Junie last podcast when it came across four years, $78 million for a player that has not averaged 20 points a game. He shoots pretty well from the, from the field, you know, anywhere between 39 and 45%. Okay, he shoots pretty well. All right, I'll take that. Doesn't shoot threes particularly well. But you don't even – you have an average – you've only had a couple of seasons. 
and you don't even average 20 points in those seasons. I'm, I'm not sold on it. I'm not, I mean, are you saying that this is who we're going to build around? His career high in average points is 18.9. And he only he did that in 47 games with the Timberwolves before he got hurt. Now, mind you, he only played 24 games last last year. But, Kevin, yeah, why did they give him that money for real? Because he can dunk. He, he's athletic like a mug. Yeah. And you're hoping he builds off the 18 uh, from last season. But that's the only reason. It's like Andre Robeson for OKC. He can play defense, but you gave the man like $70 million. That doesn't – he can't play offense for nothing. But, you know, I'm sorry, Kevin. But, yeah, it's just athleticism. That's all. But with with that athleticism, Jim, what else are you bringing to the table? Can you – right now, you're the man. You're, you're, the, you're the man in Chicago. Can you light it up and deliver – Oh, I don't want to see you score 25 and we only win 30 games. I prefer you score 20 and we win 50 because you got everybody else involved. But I just. But, all right, but look at it this way now. You may be able to thrive better. i tell you the one thing I didn't like about Chicago. I think they gave up on Chris Dunn. I believe they gave up on Chris Dunn too early. They, they talking about trading him, but they trying to get him back. Okay, I would hold on to him. I mean, get a guy at least one more year. But you 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 put marketing down there along with Wendell, it may help um Zach a little bit. Just for the point is marketing he can spot up and shoot. You oh, wow. probably have Wendell from ten foot in and you let Devine just turn around and blow, you know, spread out the floor, let him run past somebody and just dunk it on him if he can. But we uh we traded um Jerryon Grant last night. He was traded to where did he wind up? It was a three team trade last night. Yeah, three, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. And uh, who do we get? We got a guard, uh, Julian Stone. And they say he can actually play when he gets the time, but he only averaged one point last year, so. I'm not expecting him to come in and, and make a really, really big splash. I still got to worry about Bobby Portis. I need I need Bobby Portis to play way better than what he played last year because he started out okay. And <clears throat> excuse me, it didn't come out. It didn't come to fruition the way it should have. Denzel Valentine, he went down to the G League and he lit the G League on fire. And then when he comes back to the NBA, they don't play him. And I'm like, this kid's lighting it up down there. Hey, that's one kid I did like. I didn't know he went down to the G League. Yeah, I, I, figured he, I, I think he could play. I followed him the whole time he was in the G League. And he they would say 23, 29, 36. And he was just getting it. And these were wins. And I'm like, why? Okay, you bring him back up for the playoffs and then you don't play him. But we, we, we got a lot of work to do. We got Omer Sheik back again. And I don't know if this is the same Sheik that we had the first time because he, he was a great asset off the bench backing up Noah. But he may be forced into starting. And if Oshik Sheik is our starter at center, I, I think we may be in a little bit of trouble. But 
we still got <laughs> my man Robin Lopez. So I'm, and I like Robin Lopez because he do the dirty work, and I call him the old school hard hat and lunch pail guy. He 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 goes and does work. Hey, that's fair. Y'all going back and forth. I'm listening. I'm excited. What hearing y'all talk? <laughs> hey man, I, yeah. I want to win at least forty five games and get to the playoffs this year, and actually winning around. That's what I need. Do you think the Bulls can make the playoffs for real? To be quite honest, Jim, looking at the roster, I think it's possible because we got size. That's one thing we're not lacking on. Lopez is seven foot. Laurie seven foot. Bobby Portis is six eleven. Paul Zisper six eight. Omir Sheik seven foot. Wendell Carter six ten. So we got size to bully in the inside. And then we bring Chris Dunn back. Chris Dunn is the best point guard we got on this team right now. But Fred Hoiberg has to get his head out of his you-know-what and let these young babies run. He wants to control so much. That's why I didn't like it last year. I miss with Tibbs because Tibbs would take – he would take a a small player like a Nate Robinson and give him the green light. As long as you play defense, Nate, I don't care. Light it up. And the, the whole thing on the tears was hold the team under 86 and we win because we're going to score 90. And that was with or without Derrick Rose. But without Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose could be sitting on the bench. When Nate came in, oh, it was you about to get a show because Nate was going to light it up. Yeah, Nate, Nate, Nate's a nice, yo. Okay, I don't even know how he's still out the league, but he's he nice. <laughs> and I'm like, why haven't they brought him back? What are y'all doing? Yeah. But, this is this is the time that I think Fred Hoiberg's going to be on a hot seat. I think that whole coaching staff, because Randy Brown has been on this coaching staff quite some time. And and Randy Brown is – he's going to move up or they're going to let him go. Same thing with Pete Myers. They've been on this staff for quite some time. You got to do something. You can't be here and not do anything. All right, <laughs> Fellas, I want to go. I want to. I want to touch locally. I want to talk about the Washington Wizards and their pickups. Uh, the with the most recent one being Dwight Howard. Um, I'm excited. The Wizards actually finally got something they needed, and Dwight tripped over a double double last year, and he didn't have. Bill or Wall in the backcourt. That says a lot. That says an awful lot. So, so Bill Wall, you add in Dwight Howard, they haven't had a rim protector, shot blocker, rebounder like that. I don't even know when the last time they had somebody like that. Kevin Duckworth. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm just, I'm just joking. Just throw a name out there. But – uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been a while because you somebody that's you know the only the only thing my issue is are you going to get? I think he's motivated to prove everybody wrong. He signed a two year, eleven million dollar deal with the second year being a player option. So they got Dwight, they got uh, the rookie Troy Brown. We're watching him in the summer league now, getting his feet underneath him. They got Austin Rivers. Um, 
They still got Mahimi. I think Mahimi can play. I just think he needs to develop. He needs somebody to help him develop a little bit more. And, you know, he can't get in quick foul trouble like he's been doing. He still got Kelly Oubre. And I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Devin Robinson out of the G League. He is ball. I, I like I like what he see. I like what I see. That's that kid. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Devin Robinson for the Wizards. He's ball. He I like that. I like what I see. They still got Sadaraski. Devin Robinson, I think, is six eight or six nine. So the Wizards and Ernie Grunfeld definitely love that them long wingmen that can play anywhere from the one position all the way to the, you know, with, you know, the three or the four, because these guys can handle the ball and move up and down the court and, and create shots. So I'm loving this. Let me um, ask you a question. I think then. Me and Junie was on the other, last podcast. We could not get the player name that got that left and went to the Clippers. Help us out because we was all wrong. Mike, Mike Scott, Scott. There it is. So anybody listening to last one, yeah, Mike we fouled that one up. Yep. Mike Scott is the one that signed with the Clippers. They still have Jason Smith. You know, he get, he gives you good, you know, some some quality minutes. He plays hard. So definitely Mike Mike Scott is definitely a big loss and I was just about to say I think they need one more piece and for me if this team can stay healthy, I can see them battling in the East Finals. And for me, this is a name that I don't know with the Wizards as far as their cap situation and what they are. it's it doesn't really matter with the cap situation because you can always make moves to to kind of, you know, move some stuff around. So what I'm saying is, and I said this name, this is probably, um, I don't know how long ago I said it, but Michael Beasley. Mm. Michael Beasley, somebody that, that's not fancy, not going to be outside shooting three, somebody that can put a shoulder into you take you off the dribble, and get some baskets underneath coming in on the second unit. What y'all think? Hey, that sounds pretty good to me. But I'm going to tell you a name that I thought where I thought you were going to go. Where was, where Please don't shoot me. Please don't come in my house and, and beat me up for this. I thought you were going to say Mello. No, absolutely not. Yeah, well, absolutely now we're gonna talk i'll take michael beasley we're we gonna talk <laughs> yeah we we're, we're, we'll talk mellow's the next topic i'm glad you brought him up but the the wizards i think man i really think that this team stay healthy this is a 50 plus win team and, and i'm thinking like toronto got valent uh valentunas uh, the Celtics are hoping Williams pan out to be something. The boy they just drafted from Texas A&M, I believe. They still got Al Horford. Um, the Celtics are another person uh, that that is sitting there that probably, you know, is, is in his feelings right now is Marcus Smart. But the Wizards, does, you know, he has a, a ton of heart and plays hard. The Wizards don't need another guard. I think they need help down low. If you can go get a Unless this guard is going to be Jamal Crawford, somebody that can come off the bench and shoot lights out. Let, let me ask you a question. You know? Now I gotta now. Granted, Jamal and I always say a lot about former Bulls. Jamal's a former Bull that really never got a team put around him. But Jamal's thirty eight. He been in this league since two thousand. He's coming up on. He plays this year. That'll be going on nineteen years. Mm-hmm. You know, 
That's why I say coming off the bench, you don't need him to start. Yeah, but how much can he give you? How much does he have left in the tank? Now, granted, uh, Jamal Crawford, you give it to him on a wing and ISO, he going to mix you up, put you in a spin cycle, go by you and lay it in. And he might even dunk it on you. But I'm just saying, how how how, how much production are you going to get off the bench from a 38-year-old Jamal Crawford? I think I, I think I think you're going to be pretty pretty good with him, man. I really do because he can still shoot lights out. So that I mean, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that just can come in, give me some lights out shooting, and and he's you know I mean with Minnesota last year he was averaging what twenty it says twenty minutes play eighty games, you know I mean. He didn't shoot too high from three point, only thirty three percent. But I mean, I still take Jamal Crawford to come in all because you gotta build a second unit, and we talk about this all the time so, with the the Warriors and everything. You had to build a complete team. You had to build some a team where you have a, a really good starting five from the one to the five, and then you have to have a second unit that can come in and keep up the scoring. You can't have too much of a drop off. And I think if the Wizards put the right piece in there on the bench, another piece, because they guard heavy right now. They're going to have to figure something out there. Because I, I think I, I love Austin Rivers as a pickup, another guy that can create a shot and take you all to dribble. So I love that pickup. They just have to figure out that it, it's a puzzle. It's always it's a puzzle. Just got to figure out that final piece. But you know what? If they're going to do that, I'm going to take a chance. I, I, I'm not. I'm not totally against Jamal Crawford, and this guy. He he just could be. You have an issue on defense. I would say sign Isaiah Thomas to a year, because mm. he got something to prove. Like I say, only thing you giving up is on defense, and you know he could drop twenty in the drop of a hat, and he's clutching the playoffs. If you can make it to the playoffs, and he had this, if he if he stays healthy, that's true too. That and that's with everybody though. So yeah, but his hip is a problem. But that's why you give him five million, six million. Now let's let's we we talked about my wizards. We'll 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 keep always bringing up my my wizards because I think I really I really feel good about this team. I just know they they need another piece off the bench to help them, and I think they they can make some moves this year. I think it's. The, with everybody that I think the top three or four teams in the East, I think it's finals or bust. Boston, Toronto, uh, the Wizards, and who else? Philly. I think it's wide open for any of these teams to make the finals. So let's go to our next topic. We staying with the NBA. Carmelo Anthony. Um, the with the him and the Thunder are reportedly going to agree on some type of buyout, whether it uh, includes a trade or not this summer. Um, what do y'all – I don't even know. As far as Melo, what do you think the best fit for him would be and um, why? KG started off. Houston. Why? Because all they do is run and gun, shoot, and play no defense. What else do we need? What you got, Jim? Hey, <laughs> that was kind of short, bro. <laughs> it was to the point. 
I can see what you know what's funny. Uh, yeah, you know what? I kind of hope he can go to Houston because they say he wants to play in L.A. And I, I, you know, man, if he gets 16 points, I'm happy. But his defense is unwanted. And then he's taking time for, away from guys like Kuzma who could be on the floor and be beneficial, beneficial and learning something. So, yeah, send him to Houston or – no, send them to Chicago. They need a score. No, no, please. Lord Jesus, we got too many young players. Don't send them to Chicago. It's sad that a player that was the face of the league at one time is on part. I, I mean, I think to me, is that as far as locker room cancer, team cancer, he's no different than Dwight Howard right now. I don't want because I didn't want Dwight Howard either. Yeah, I mean. CP uh, from the reports are saying CP3 is you know telling the Rockets to go get Melo. I think he'll be you know motivated to play, but all this Melo talking about well, I'm not coming off nobody's bench or anything. I mean, you haven't done anything in the last couple of years, so you know, at this point, for you to go to a contender is you know, is is definitely a, a blessing on your side, so. But you know what? It's funny you say that. That CP3 is asking, you know, trying to get him in Houston. I seen a joke. It said that they call uh, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo, and LeBron the Banana Boat Crew because you know they all vacation together. Mm-hmm. But just imagine, even if Dwayne Wade decided to go to Houston too, and you got three. Out of the four, the banana boat crew going up against the big dog and the king, and they actually it actually puts them over the hump. That they 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 take down the Lakers, and they take down the Warriors. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but just imagine for a minute if it did happen. That would be some kind of sort of epic things, man. Yeah, I mean, I think I think anybody. I don't know what Dwayne Wade's gonna do, but I think. Uh, Dwayne Wade, I can't believe I'm going to say this, in a limited role coming off the bench where he doesn't have to play big minutes, where you just need him to be Dwayne Wade in crucial moments. I would I would sign him in a heartbeat if he still wants to play, if he, if he's willing to accept that role. But but how did that work out in Cleveland last year? Uh, it didn't work out at all, but they were starting to – they were starting to be Wade some of the time. And that, and that was – you know, that wasn't working out at all. But I think with the right situation, just like he had in Miami, I think him playing limited minutes because it's just – you can tell Father Time is caught up on him a little bit. But I think he would be a good pickup for a contending team that needs instant scoring off the bench. But I don't think he was the problem in in uh, 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 Cleveland. I think he was just the piece that they used to, to get something else. Hey, man, but I, that's, that's for a whole nother episode. <laughs> man. That's for a whole nother episode. But um, we're going to wrap it up there. And um, next episode, next uh, podcast, we're going to talk about uh, Major League Baseball. We, we have the All-Star game coming to uh, D.C. We're going to talk about that and uh, try to get July, uh, yeah. July 17th, baby. Yep, July 17th. We're going to talk and touch about that and see uh, who the leading vote getters are so far and who we expect to be there. And then um, 
we'll de- definitely keep uh, NBA free agency because there's a lot of uh, Clint Capella still has to get signed. Um, Mar- Marcus Smart, uh, Michael Beasley, Crawford. It's a lot of guys, a lot of pieces out there that still can help some teams out. So we'll see about that. Kelly G, tell them, um, let them know um, where they can find us at, where they can listen to the show at. Well, if you want to get a get in touch with us, OOB Show Podcast at gmail.com. Out of bounds, colon podcast on Facebook. Catch us on Twitter, OOB Show Podcast Full. You want to listen to us? You can hear us right here on Anchor FM, Radio Public, Breaker, Cast Box, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, iTunes, and as of last week, Spotify. Yes, we are on Spotify now. So if you got that Spotify app, definitely uh, check us out and um, tell us what you think. And we'll be on Twitter and Facebook and uh, touching on all types of topics. So you can also catch us there and talk to us there. Jim, you got any final words? One more game, BJ, what you say? I was asking Jim if he had any final words. You just still there with us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody be safe. Have fun. Enjoy the summer league basketball. Let's get happy for football, I guess. And, uh, hey, take life one day at a time. Enjoy. Hey, that's it for us at Out of Bounds. I'm BJ along with uh, KG and Jim. We're out. Be safe. We will come to you um probably next couple of days with another one and touch on some more uh, sports news and uh, what's going on in the sports world. Have a safe one. And remember, no soup for you. <laughs> <laughs>